Hi, my question is, Governor Baker and Representative Kane, at all of these functions that serve alcohol, how do you reconcile that with your stance on recreational legal cannabis in Massachusetts? Hi, it's Mike Crawford. On Tuesday, December 17th, there'll be a state house hearing on cannabis, a cannabis hearing. Uh, Grant Smith just wrote a story for us on midnightmass.substack.com. State House cannabis hearing on Tuesday, breaking down the good and the bad. And basically, uh, that story highlights the bills that will be heard on Tuesdays. A couple, you know, a few good bills, actually a number of good bills, but one that is very concerning to the cannabis reform movement, HF168, sponsored by Hannah Kane. Also, some other bills, uh, a lot of uh, prohibitionists, Hannah Kane and Charlie Baker, and that team that opposed legalization, the team uh, that are alcohol drinkers, they're prohibitionists of cannabis that drink alcohol. These are two people who drink alcohol, who take money from the alcohol industry, who do fundraisers with alcohol. We've actually unearthed a number of photos of Charlie Baker hoisting uh, Guinnesses. He seems to like beer and uh, an occasional, maybe a shot of uh, whiskey. Uh, where Rep. Hannah Kane seems to like Merlot wine, the red wine. We've unearthed a number of pictures. We've been sharing those on Twitter and Facebook as have some other advocates. Uh, in light of this bill that would recriminalize cannabis in Massachusetts for many people, We've decided to ask uh, our community to leave us voicemails expressing their opinion on this whole thing. Uh, we've received a number of them on short notice in just a couple of hours. So we're going to play them all. Every single one that we get, we will play. Um, this is so far what we have. We're going to play these uh, in this episode. If we get more, we'll play those as well. So uh, again, Tuesday... December 17th, 11 a.m. at the Massachusetts State House hearing room A2. There will be an important hearing on a few different bills related to cannabis in the Commonwealth. The bill which is the most harmful that should be opposed is H4168. This bill submitted by arch prohibitionist Hannah Kane and sponsored by corporate cannabis firms through their lobbying group, the, Can uh, the Commonwealth Dispensary Association, the CDA, would seek to bring back criminal enforcement related to cannabis simply to protect profits for existing dispensaries. That's from the story. If you want to read more about it, midnightmass.substack.com. It's linked in the description on this podcast. All right, here's everyone else from the community speaking all about this. Hi, everyone. My name is Julie Mejia, and I live here in Massachusetts. I was born and raised here. Um... I was directly affected um, by the opiate crisis uh, back in 2013. I was a director of a nonprofit agency and got injured by a client at work um, and developed a rare reaction to my injuries called RSD. And RSD is called uh, reflex sympathetic dystrophy. And the only treatment option for it, as we know of right now, is opiate use. Um, I was put on every opiate you can think of, and not only did they not make me 
better and help with my pain management, but they made me extremely sick. So the only option after trying every opiate uh, was ketamine infusion treatments. That was my only course of action that I was given by my pain management specialist. And I said, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to pump my body full of chemicals like that. So with the holistic approach and cannabis, I've been able to make an almost full recovery with my injuries. Um, I was told that I should go apply for SSDI and call it a day that I probably never walk again properly. And with cannabis, I've been able to heal. Um, That's a huge thing um, for me, you know, and I started getting involved um, in supporting you know, legalization and advocating for cannabis throughout New England and throughout the United States. Um, I've worked as an activist here in New England um, for a few years now and also have some work in Washington and Oregon as well. I worked for Right to Grow uh, a couple years back, helping them with some of their stuff. But there's something that we really need to address here in the state of Massachusetts is having politicians um, blatantly um, make dangerous comments about cannabis and uh, how they're basically demonizing it and supporting things that are very unhealthy like alcohol for instance. Um, For example, uh, Hannah Kane, a representative in the Worcester County area offices, uh, she's publicly come out and stated her disgust for the cannabis industry. Um, never made any, uh, you know, factual uh, representations for this, nothing um, but an opinion. Yet, uh, we know that alcohol is not only detrimental to a person's health and well-being, but it kills thousands a year. Um, you know, medically related or alcohol related injuries from drunk driving, that sort of thing. Um, you know, Governor Baker has also been on the bandwagon with that as well. Um, he's come out and been very vocal about being anti-cannabis, yet he's pushed for more liquor licenses throughout the state when we have thousands of people waiting in the pipeline to get their cannabis licenses. That's not okay with me. And it's not okay with a lot of people here in Massachusetts. Uh, the people voted. Uh, on question four, it passed, um, and now they're dragging their feet. Uh, so, you know, I have a huge issue with this, and so many other people do as well. Um, I think it's disgusting, and uh, cannabis should not be demonized. It has killed no one. It's helped significantly uh, individuals like myself and um, so many others avoid using opiates avoid using alcohol, things that are detrimental to your health and toxic to your body. Um, And that needs to change. We need to change the mindset of today's society. And we start with the politicians because the politicians are supposed to represent the voice of the people and they're not doing that. So, um, you know, Hannah Kane and uh, Governor Baker, you know, uh, if you guys want to ever see and remain in office, that needs to change, um, whether you support it or not. There are tons of people out there that do, and it helps a lot of people. So, you know, give the people what they ask for and do your jobs. You know, question four passed a couple years ago already. This is not okay to wait this long and have so many people uh, waiting to get opened. Uh, it's just, it's not okay. Thank you so much. Howdy. 
Dan Scotland from the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I find it very hypocritical that Rep Kane drinks alcohol at fundraisers but frowns her nose at cannabis users. It's folks like that that continue to stigmatize the plant and make me have to hide my use to most people. Rep Kane may be a millennial, but she sure as heck has a boomer mindset and needs to be okay boomered. I want to have reps that are current users as my politicians and hope to see that in my lifetime. Peace out and ciao. Mike, it's Grant Smith here. Thank you so much for covering this really important topic. The influence of prohibitionists within the regulation and oversight of the Massachusetts cannabis industry, perhaps more so than anything else, is what has undermined the effective rollout of the industry in the Commonwealth. It's what stripped the industry of its grassroots foundations, and it's what's turned what could have been a beautiful and flourishing cannabis market into a regulated monopoly that benefits only the wealthy few who have the political connections to get the blessing of those prohibitionists. Folks may not realize, but leading up to question four in 2016, our governor, the mayor of Boston, and many other politicians were running something called a Campaign for a Safe and Healthy Massachusetts, which was a steering group designed to defeat question four before it even got on the ballot. That some of those folks were then given appointment authority as to who serves on the Cannabis Control Commission is an abhorrent abdication of the responsibility of our lawmakers to ensure that all of our industries in the Commonwealth are equitable and not run by those who oppose the very existence of the market to begin with. As you had been talking about, Rep. Hannah Kane on the legislative level is another prohibitionist that has continuously sought to undermine the recreational and medical cannabis market in Massachusetts. In particular, tomorrow, December 17th at the State House in Boston at 11 a.m., there will be a hearing in hearing room A2 where a bill by Rep. Kane is actually going to be taken up. That bill, 4168, has the potential to undermine the very nature of question four. This bill would actually bring about a criminal task force in the hope of re-implementing the drug war. And what's worse is that the corporate cannabis firms in Massachusetts, represented by their lobbying group, the Commonwealth Dispensary Association, actually worked hand in hand with prohibitionist Hannah Kane to get this bill sponsored. For these dispensaries to advocate prohibition as a mechanism to protect their profits is abhorrent. It reflects a slap in the face to everything that made question four and the medical law so special in Massachusetts. These were laws written by a grassroots community that cares about cannabis, cares about what it can do for patients like myself, and cares about the impact that equity has as to the structure of the industry. So for prohibitionists like Rep. Kane and Governor Baker and even Mayor Walsh to try to undermine that pro-cannabis structure in order to advance their private ideological goals is the definition of abuse of lawmaking and regulatory authority. That these lawmakers have been so recalcitrant 
has not only benefited those who support prohibition, but as I was saying, it also benefits the corporate firms who do get through the process. And that small number of corporate firms, by virtue of the delayed rollout of recreational cannabis, by virtue of the high barriers to entry to the medical cannabis market, have obtained a regulatory monopoly and will do whatever they can to keep it. So for that reason, not just to oppose Representative Kane's bill, but to support some other bills that really do have the potential to make a difference, I encourage folks to come out tomorrow to the State House for this hearing of the Joint Cannabis Committee at 11 a.m. in hearing room A2 at the State House. And I urge folks to make it clear that the grassroots community will not stand for the manipulation of the cannabis market by prohibitionists. If you think cannabis is evil, your opportunity to express that was during the 2016 ballot question on legalizing recreational cannabis. The voters of this state, by a 54 to 46 majority of tens of thousands of people, made it clear that the drug war as to cannabis in the Commonwealth is over. Those seeking to bring back that drug war reflect a view of public policy that is outdated, out of touch, and perhaps even a bit sinister. So thank you, Mike, for calling attention to the way that these prohibitionists seek to undermine the cannabis market in the Commonwealth. Thank you for calling attention to these bills that they try to bring about to advance those goals. And thank you for calling out the people who are so anti-cannabis, yet willing to promote events on their own Facebook pages featuring the open consumption of alcohol, a drug which kills hundreds of thousands of Americans every year. Meanwhile, there is not one recorded death at the hands of cannabis consumption anywhere in the world. So again, thank you, Mike. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the opportunity to comment tonight. And I hope to see many folks from the grassroots community at the State House tomorrow for the 11 a.m. hearing. If people really knew how much cannabis helped, they wouldn't be so against it. But alcohol kills people all the time, and they have no problem promoting alcohol. I don't understand people drink and drive all the time and kill other people. But when you smoke a joint, there's really not that big a chance of you getting into an accident or killing anyone. I just wish that people would see cannabis as what it is, a medicine. I'm a cancer survivor. Cannabis is the only thing that helps me. And I just wish it didn't have the stigma it did. People really knew they would change their mind. My name is Matthew Brace. I'm the chief operating officer of Coil Brothers LLC. We're a small extraction outfit based out of Harvard, Massachusetts, on the general list awaiting our provisional license as are so many more. Um, I would like to make a quick statement in complete opposition to uh, Bill H.4168, which would basically bring back criminal enforcement related to cannabis. I cannot believe we are going back that way. Uh, this person who sponsors this bill is a 
huge support of the alcohol industry, which kills over 580,000 people die on the roads every year from DUI alone. And that's not talking about the people who are sitting at home dying from cirrhosis of the liver, kidney disease, etc. Hi, my name is Thomas Dingman. I'm a Massachusetts resident, and I'm deeply concerned with some actions and some inactions that you have been taking. Both my parents, my mother and father, have esophageal and pancreatic cancer, respectively. Both of them are stage four. Unfortunately, there is a giant gap in what technology and medicine could be and what it is. And that is primarily in part because of the prohibition of cannabis in the 12th and 1900s. Unfortunately, for the last 100 years, cannabis has been prohibited for use, research, all sorts of things in the United States. It's safe to say that we have become masters as a human race in utilizing our natural environment to better ourselves, our technology, our medicine, our society as a whole. By any substance, we found the poppy plant, and it, Big Pharma took that poppy plant, and they did some good with it. They helped a lot of people out of pain. But they also used it to their extreme disadvantage. So now we have people in special interest groups who are fighting the cannabis industry, who are doing the same thing that the timber industry did to the cannabis industry in the 1900s. They ran a smear campaign against it. They increased the stigma and fear surrounding it. The cannabis sativa plant, as well as the hemp cultivation, was completely frowned upon and seen as a devil's drug. Also, follow-up question, do taxpayers pay the tab on all of the alcohol being consumed at these functions? 